Hello, everybody. Uh, hello, hello, hello. What a day to be alive, right? Mm-hmm. This is the day. What day is it? Today is uh, November b -b -b 10th or something. 11th, yeah, something like that. Uh, and this is the day to do it, to be alive. Mm -hmm. So, oh, and uh, a lot of crazy stuff has happened. And not really crazy, but uh, just fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any... You had a story. I do have a story. Or do you want to save that until the end? Uh, no, I'll tell the story. Uh, All right, tell the story. In lieu of uh, film news, because I don't really have any film news to oh. discuss. Uh, the good thing is, is we're at a point, uh, so I'm going to celebrity drop. Uh, mm. yeah. So I went to, I, a friend and I went to go see the, um, movie, uh, MacGruber. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I was only really interested in it because the director who was one of the Lonely Islands, Jorma, uh, was coming mm -hmm. for a live discussion and this was in pittsburgh yeah this is in pittsburgh and he came and he was talking at the row house theater and then charlie and i of oh, whoop yeah charlie's my friend and i uh were trying to talk to him but he was already too swarm so we decided to just hit up the local bar Hambones, uh next door mm -hmm. and we were the only mm -hmm. ones there and what do you know but jorma and his posse came by and uh we really yeah and we hung out with him for the rest of the night wow yeah it was really really cool uh how I, was was he what was he what was he like uh really cool i mean like very down to like down to earthy type deal it was it was really neat he was talking with us the entire time and he was talking to his uh director of photography who's he was uh friends with huh uh, but it was just a really Ooh. cool experience. Did you talk about Andy Samberg at all, or was it yeah, pretty casual? It was really casual, like really casual. Uh, like too casual? Was he like not wearing any pants? No, yeah, he wasn't wearing no pants. No, it was it mm. was uh, it was just the right amount. But uh, what do you got, my brother? Well, tell me more about the conversation. What else did you talk about? What? Oh, um, well, what did we talk about? So we talked about uh, you know how making movie like how he made movies to be done like he he was just kind of like he likes making movies where he and his buddies just get together and uh act dumb and he's did you tell him that hot rod was our date movie or the the movie that we uh oh. showed people when we oh i didn't tell him that that actually would have i did tell him that like hot rod was um my my we have a, I don't know if we said this on the podcast before, but we have a, uh, a thing where um, when we start, start dating somebody, um, within the first few weeks, we have to show them Hot Rod. Yes. And uh, if they don't think it was, it's funny. It's a then, bad uh, sign. Bad sign. Bad sign. It's a bad sign. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and you used that with uh, one of your first girlfriends and uh, she didn't like it and she didn't last i think another two weeks uh so. no actually it went on i think for a few more months <laughs> oh really oh. yeah but i should have i should have uh known ended right there, there yeah yeah i don't know that movie though is uh it's, it's so it's good it's gotten a little oh yeah not as good i did rewatch it recently and i didn't laugh as hard but yeah i still i think it. it it was 
it was great for a certain age. And uh, yeah. I think I've... It's, I've it definitely holds a, a great place in my heart. Oh, no, no. I mean, I'm forever indebted to Hot Rod. Ah, I'm surprised you didn't say that. I would have said that. What, the, the to him, dating to thing? Shwarma, what's his name? It, Shwarma? No, Jorma. Jorma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So. Um, well, I don't have any news like that. I haven't met um, any celebrities. This week has been pretty slow. It's been pretty slow. Um, uh, yeah. No, I don't really have any news. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything really going on. No, it's been pretty... In the cinema world, it's been pretty... Uh, Low-key, I think. Really? Some box office. Why? Do you know of anything? I mean, all I'm seeing right now is... uh. No, I got nothing. Uh, Excuse me yeah. while I drink this straight into the mic. Should be good. Ugh. Yeah. I hope you um, didn't have that sound. Nope. But, um... No, yeah, I have uh, no film news. Um, let's uh, go to our first commercial. Oh, are we still doing commercials? I thought you didn't like commercials. Well, no, I mean... Are we? Um. Um. No, let's skip commercials. Yeah, let's skip commercials. Yeah, for now. because oh, also, I guess this is this is more just uh, administrative news. So, as some of you might know, we are going to be switching over to uh, Radio Free Brooklyn. Um, we don't have. I was actually going to message them today because I talked to them. We actually we didn't have an episode last week. Um, and that was part and partial because I was gone. What were you doing last week? Uh, I was, I mean, I was just, uh, working on animation and movie. Well, well, I was gone and, uh, and I was also, you know, kind of talking with Radio Free Brooklyn on like times and things. Um, and I think we decided on Sunday at 10 or Sunday at noon. So there's a solid chance that you, you, we will be now Sunday at noon uh, and our, I believe we can still post our stuff to like iTunes and things. Uh huh. Um, so that's good. But uh, yeah. So, but nothing's really steadfast right now. And also, there's a chance that we might be doing, we might be taking old episodes, like as we're still like onboarding and stuff. We might be taking old episodes and putting them on. Um, uh, onto what's the, it called? Onto the putting radio. on them like during that time, as like we'll, we'll be putting our older episodes on for like the first few episodes. Wow, but that's pretty that cool. might that might not not actually happen. We might be able because it seems like Sunday at noon works pretty well with them. So tubular, tubular indeed. All right, well let's just jump into it. Um, for our episode today, which Zach does not know. No. Uh, our episode is. Aspect ratios. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know really anything about aspect ratios. Yeah, but like, okay, here's the thing about aspect ratios. They're kind of uh, aspect ratios. You ratio-y. know how like painters, you know, use different canvases and everything. Aspect ratios are is the canvas, and. There, you can tell a lot by what type of film it's going to be just instantly by the aspect ratio, you know? Like watching um, Drunk History, I think is a good example. What? Um, because if you watch, like, the normal interviews 
are in 16 by 9, you know, which is the typical, you know, what's on YouTube and all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but then when it cuts to, like, the dramatizations of things, it, it cuts to the widescreen. Oh, you know? you know what? I... So it instantly becomes more serious. And as soon as something becomes widescreen, it instantly becomes more cinematic, yeah. you know? Yeah. And also YouTube, just recently, um, used to everything was 16 by 9 or 1.77 uh, to the to the, uh, the fancy. Um, but uh, they just now adjusted the screen so it matches the aspect ratio of the actual video. So there's not, like, dead dead space, which I thought was pretty cool. So, I don't know. I find aspect radios pretty, pretty interesting, and I was wondering if you had any thoughts on the matter. Uh, I think it's it's a wonderful thing. I, I very much enjoy uh, seeing 4.3, uh, the classic cartoon uh, aspect ratio. When uh, mm-hmm. like anytime I watch old Simpsons, they're always on uh, four three, uh, that nice box uh, aspect ratio. Well, now films are like going back to four by three or four by, yeah four by three, which I think is interesting. Like uh, what's it called? Really, four the by one, three. Uh, yeah, they're going back to like the box. Why kind of look? I don't know. But that's what's interesting is is like aspect ratios are now kind of being used a little bit more uh, liberally, you know. Stinking liberals. Like the, what's it called? First Reform was in 4 by 3 First Reform. Was a box. What is this? You're, what are these movies you're talking about? First Reformed? First Reformed. No. It was the one A24 film with uh, uh, directed by the guy that wrote Taxi Driver. Oh, <laughs> Paul Schrader. Oh yeah, I remember that. It was his film, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. That was that was four by three, and uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I feel like four by three now. I'm seeing a lot of at least in like more of the indie realm. Uh, more and more people are doing like four by three, which I think is interesting. Well, one of my. It's kind of just like it's kind of just like uh, it's weird how the mind interprets widescreen to be theatrical and four by three to be amateur but now they're kind of flipping that you know you know how like old 16 millimeter is now like the new aesthetic and like eight millimeter which used to be like considered junk amateur stuff yeah so i wonder why that is why the mind perceives that to be like whenever you see black bars like you know up and above it turns it into Mm -hmm. more like cinematic yeah i mean i think it has something to do with just the fact that uh used to four by three used to be like the standard um or it was 1.33 by one was the standard for all movies up until television happened and then television you know it started this race in which television was also four by three and so movies were like, oh, what can we do to be more interesting? Oh, let's make the screen wider, you know? Yeah. And it's, of course, they weren't thinking about vertical because that's stupid. Oh, what yeah. are your thoughts on vertical? Vertical? Oh, you like, uh, vertical uh, like stupid um, like uh, phone videos? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like it on my phone, but whenever somebody tries to put it into a movie or something like that or a TV show, I instantly go, bloop, goodbye. My movie had a oh, yeah. vertical in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. You schmuck. 
But it's fine. Um, yeah, no, I think in general, if someone tries to make a film just in vertical, it's it's stupid. And it's, it is weird. Like, why is that taboo, you know? Uh, I think... I mean, I guess it's just because how we see, there's more... It's more wide than it is large. Or is it? I don't know. Like, kind of looking at your site right now, does it seem like a circle that you're looking at? Or does it seem like it's... Well, there's two eyes, so oh, that's probably why. It's so weird that, yeah, what is the, the aspect ratio of our eyes? Like, I don't... one, one? One, one? I don't know. It's, but it's also like uh, if we had eyes that were like vertical, then vertical videos would be great, you know? Yeah. But our eyes are horizontal. Yeah. So I wonder what, imagine what Cyclopses think. A Cyclops uh, as in uh, the Marvel character, Scott Summers? Uh, him, you know, first, I always wonder first appearance his of opinions. A, well, I mean, in a way, his eye, he, I mean, his eye line, whenever he's wearing his uh, visor is... <laughs> 16 by 9. Sometimes. Wait, they, they say that in the comics? No, they do not. <laughs> That'd be funny. It's like, they're just like, hey, your aspect ratio will now be this after wearing this visor. No, I meant um, Cyclops, like one eye. If you only had one eye. Uh, what would life be? I mean, you would probably just have a lot narrower view. You'd have less depth perception, but I feel like you would, that person would have evolved around that one eye. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe videos would just be like a circle, you know? But, anyways. Yeah. But, uh, um, uh, my favorite example of aspect ratio is probably in uh, Oz the Great and Powerful, directed by Sam Raimi. Oh, I don't. Where he went from 4-3 to, like, you know, he, he was trying to do his version of black and white to color. And his thing mm-hmm. was black and white 4-3 for a good bit of the movie to color in 16 by 9. Oh, 16 by 9? Well, yeah, I mean, like, it turned into it. Like, the 4-3 the, the widened out to... Uh, like, I remember when... Uh, I thought that was very cool. Of, that is cool. I mean, I also like uh, Life of Pi. Because they, like, they, it was shot in, um, whatever, widescreen, 2.39 by 1. And uh, uh, they used some of the, like, fish. I remember there was a scene where all those fish were, like, jumping onto the boat in Life of Pi. And the fish started, like, jumping off of the aspect ratio oh, like going man. into the dead space. I always love it when people uh, do that in movies. It makes, I mean, I, I know. Hello? Oops. Sorry, I just disconnected from, from Zach for a hot hello, second. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, boy. This is embarrassing. Oh, oh no. I feel so bad. A ring-a-ding-a-ding-ding-ding. Hello? I accidentally pushed a button. What were you saying? When they when you you like when Life of Pi? Oh no, I just like it when in mo- uh, movies or comic books where people bust through the their frames. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, they do do it in uh, like three D movies. Well, actually, have they done it? I mean, sometimes. Not you'll really. S- uh, 
I don't think so. That's kind of I. I can really only think of Life of Pi doing that. Yeah. Um. Uh, which is it's sad. Oh, also Hulk. I think the Ang Lee Hulk. Well, Ang Lee, I guess, just likes doing that. Ang Lee uh, had movies. Uh, had Hulk bust through the uh, frame. Yeah, I think he because it was like shot to be like a comic book. Interesting. So I, I think didn't... he he did that. I think that's that's like an Ang Lee thing, is like busting through the aspect ratio. The Ang Lee uh, bust out, as they call it. The they industry. do call it that. Yeah. Or we're going to coin it yeah, here. Yeah, it's the coin right here. This is it. You better not copy. This is copyright. All right? <laughs> we actually hired a team of copywriters who just copyright everything we say. Yeah. So all of our sentences are copyrighted. Yeah, Sam bought the copyright lawyers. I accidentally mm-hmm. uh, misspelled mine, and I just got a bunch of copycats. <laughs> so I have a bunch of people doing the exact same thing, and their podcasts <laughs> are doing really well. Yeah, they have a better production team. We we unfortunately put all of our money into uh, copywriters yeah. and copycats. So, anyways, thanks for telling me that now. Um, yeah, but uh, aspect ratios. Yes, it's also just cool um, how uh, like the history of aspect ratio. <laughs> what? There's a history of aspect ratio. Like, wait, you don't know this? No, I don't. Well, have you never been curious about like how, like, how, why did the 35 millimeters settle on you know widescreen? Like, why is it? the specific because like it's all standards like everything has to be an exact aspect ratio that's you know and it's it's just kind of cool like why a specific aspect ratio was chosen in like like for instance the um uh what's it called the like the 2.39 which is like the widescreen it was chosen that way because that's when sound was starting to be put on, uh, uh, like the 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 strips themselves. So they had to like kind of they had to flip it and shoot it on its side instead of shooting it like vertically. Oh, that's pretty cool. On the film itself. Um, what about movies like uh, the Hateful Eight that are filmed in seventy five millimeter? Seventy five seventy five millimeter. What is, aspect ratio is that's that? That's two point two zero actually. Um, wait, how? What is? I I was watching this video beforehand. Um, but kind of like one of the first, because uh, at first it used to be called Cinema uh, Vision. Um, what is it? Called? What seventy five seventy five millimeter? No, 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 no. This is this is. Uh, sorry, it was called Cinema. It was in fifty two. It was like the first time they like did anything besides the, um, oh, Cinerama. Cinerama was the first one, and uh, that was uh, two point. Uh, sorry, I'm doing this off of video. I forgive you. Thank you. Um, two point three seven. Oh no, no, sorry, that was two point five nine, and uh, it was shot with three cameras. Uh huh. Three thirty-five millimeter cameras and curved it, kind of like Omnimaxes yes. that we have, like in the Science Center. Yeah. Um, that was the first time they ever had anything that wasn't just a box, um, which is kind of interesting. Like, imagine seeing that for the first time, just like, whoa, that'd be pretty cool. And also, that's also the only um, 
uh, like actual dramatic film that used Cinerama was How the West Was Won. Yeah. Um, here's a funny concept, all right? Mm-hmm. Here's my concept is, you know how like people freaked out, like totally freaked out the first time they ever saw uh, like that train coming at them in like mm-hmm. the 1919s? Yeah, I want like to be, if I was a time traveler, yeah. I would be like this time traveling asshole who um, I would first become a theater director and I would show that movie and then I'd be like, okay, we have a second movie. And I would bring my projector, and I would show them Avengers. <laughs> Just blow their mind. Yeah, like, first they're like, whoa, a train. And then I'd be like, hey, check this out. And like, <laughs> ah, what's going on? <laughs> and a young, young, young Stan Lee would be like, huh, interesting. <laughs> Excelsior. That's funny. Huh. Yeah. So an ideal world. Yeah, that's in and out. Yeah, in an ideal world. See, I always think of uh, I think of that more. This is off topic from cinema, but I always think about that more in like war. How like what if, you know, you had muskets versus like one person with machine gun. Yeah. Like you could just destroy. Like a giant. Uh, what's it called? Person. Just line. Oh, well, not just like a you know how like in the 1700s they like walked in a line yeah and they, like they had them like the musket they would probably like, think one you person were... one person with a machine gun would win like there is like they would destroy like it could it would be no competition yeah now you're getting crazy. into like weird gun law like the second amendment type thing i wasn't getting into the gun law well now i'm, I'm talking in war yeah well now i'm talking about it like you know, oh. they, they wrote the Constitution because all they had were muskets, which took forever to <laughs> get done. Now we have probably ray guns. Yeah, we need to update the Constitution to take into account ray guns. Yes, you have the right. Anyways, back to frame rates um, or frame aspect ratios. Uh, 70 millimeter is 2.76. Um, and for those who don't know, like the 2.76 is the, the width and then the, the one by or the, like the one is the the height so yeah that's what we mean by like 2.76 by one. Oh, yeah so which is also kind of weird why it's 16 by 9 why people say 16 by 9 yeah because it's it's like the one aspect ratio that doesn't have like a, a one at the end i i don't get what what is what tell the audience sam what is the number's significance? What does that mean? Like 16 inches? 16 it's, it's just a ratio. Like it's not a... It can be whatever you want. Like you can make it... But what, is it, what does it mean? Is it like It's height? just a ratio. Yeah. But... Yeah. No, it's, that's what I'm saying is the 60... Like for 16 by 9, which is 1.76... Or sorry, 1.77 uh, by 1 is every time there's like one let's say like inch on the side there's an extra 1.77 inches on the bottom for the the horizontal i see that's what it means okay so 16 by 9 for some reason people just picked two numbers that also fit into the the 1.77 by 1 and like said oh let's do it 16 by 9 and i don't know why they chose 16 by 9 that's like a weird 
kind of thing. But they chose that actual aspect ratio because it fits in perfectly with the typical box that you were talking about, the 4x3. Yeah. And I guess also 4x3 does that. Anyways, it fits into the 4x3 and the uh, the widescreen perfectly. So, like, it all... It's like the in-between of the two extremes, you know? Yeah, I, I'm wondering so. if there, if like, what are 3D movies have to be, if that matters at all? I don't know. Like, 3D movies are out of my They're like 16 by, right now. 16 by 9 by 9 I feel by like they're, it's 16. the same, like it's IMAX, whatever I'm, IMAX is. I don't know. IMAX yeah. aspect. As, I'm kind of, I make an ass- at an aspect ratio. Oh wow! I, as, uh, IMAX is just one point four three by one, so it's really boxy. Huh? Huh? Interesting. For the most part. Yeah, and then you have uh, I mean, like, what the heck ratio do you give for uh, those um, VRs? That's not. I mean, that's probably not a. What is that? Just one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I, eyeballs I don't are. Know, I don't know what that would be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. See, I'm here to be. ask the hard questions. I mean, that's what we should have asked that question on our VR episode. Like a year ago? Has it been a, little a year? Less, a little less than a year. We started in January, I think. January-ish. Yeah. What a year. It's been a bit. It's been quite a year. I'm like, can't lie. Uh, it's almost Christmas. Yeah. Or, or Hanukkah. Or Hanukkah, yeah. Or Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. Festival of Lights was, like, last week. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that's all I have to say about uh, aspect ratio. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it wasn't that, that, that big of a conversation. I just think it's interesting just because, you know. Yeah. You can discuss it. It's kind of like own. how you see uh, the world. The world, yeah. how you how they choose to see the, and also I watched like a video about um how Jurassic Park, the oh. newest one, oh. um chose to make it widescreen, yeah, um which is like against what Spielberg wanted because he wanted it to be more taller so like you could see the 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 dinosaurs, um, kind of like instead of it seems the dinosaurs like kind of more like what was the ah shit this was a while ago anyways he wanted it to be more of a box and they decided to make it wider and i just think it's like interesting like because that's kind of like the base of the film is like what it's shot on like the the aspect ratio i'm just going on a rant sorry yeah uh do you think steven spielberg should stop making movies (laughs) yes not a fan of our producer Really? Is this a serious thing? Are you are you seriously saying that? You don't think? Yeah, I mean he's. Oh, I mean like I'm not gonna be upset if he makes another film, but what happens if he came out tomorrow and said, "Hello, everybody, I'm gonna start making shoes." That would be great. And that's it. That would be the best thing that ever happened in movies. But if he did that. But he also says, "See this." And he burns all the original copies of all of his other movies. And he's like, these are sh- crap. I should have been a that would sh- That would rock the world. It would have, Yeah, it would be crazy. He's like, I'm Steven Spielberg shoemaker. 
<laughs> I'm changing my last name to Steven Wasn't Shoemaker. Wasn't his dad a shoemaker? No. I think pretty sure his dad was a shoemaker. Oh, sorry. That was Harrison Ford. Really? Harrison Ford was a shoemaker. Oh, no. He was a carpenter. Pinocchio's father was a shoemaker. That's true. Was he a shoemaker? He was a puppet maker. I think he was a shoemaker. <laughs> Like a shoe comes to life, that would be a different story. Help me! <laughs> I want to be a real dead boy. Oh no! I want it. <laughs> uh, it's horrible. Just gets really. That's like Brothers Grimm esque. Yeah, good guys. They are. So I uh, I saw some movies this week. What do you see? Well, I saw McGruber. Mm-hmm. It's pretty ridiculous. I wouldn't say it's the best movie. It was actually, so during my conversation with this guy, uh, Yarma, he asked, mm-hmm. I told him that it was my first time ever watching uh, McGruber. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, how did I like it? And in my haste, I said I loved it. But then I recanted it saying, I was kind of backtracking because I didn't love it. There were definitely some scenes that I thought were not that great. And there was an actor who's supposed to play the straight guy who I didn't think was that great. He was too much of a straight guy. He was, he was the guy who would like tell McGruber like, you're ridiculous. And it's, I, I did I didn't think that worked, but I didn't want to get into the minutia of, uh, comedy with, uh, Yarma. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, if you're scrolling through TV show, I mean movies, I would say yeah, it's pretty funny. MacGruber, that that's been out for a while. Yeah, it came out in 2009. And you hadn't seen it before? Never seen it. I actually I was going to go see it in 2009 because I thought it, it would be like I was a huge fan of the the uh, shorts. Mhm. Um and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go, but I think I was grounded at that time. You got grounded a lot. I did. I did. I, I remember I was like, I'm going to go see McGruber. No, you know what? I take that back. I, I don't think I was grounded. I think I was just lazy. Oh. <laughs> but I also... High school for you is just being lazy or being grounded. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I will say, um, I saw for the first time ever, Blazing Saddles all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i never seen Blazing Saddles. And my goodness... Really? No, that's not true. No, I've never seen it all the way through. I've seen parts of it, like different bits. Like there are several movies that I've seen countless at times, but only in, like I've seen the most famous parts. I've seen, you know, this monologue, like The Fly. I never saw The Fly all the way through till like last week, but I've always seen like different parts. And that's how it was with Blazing Saddles. So mm-hmm. I finally sat down and watched it with my good ru- uh, friend, roommate, uh, George Burke. Mm. And I thought it was hilarious. Though I would say it definitely, definitely could not be made today. Yeah. The N-word and a rape joke were said in the same paragraph. And it was meant oh. for a laugh. Yeah. In the same paragraph. Well, that's fine in the same paragraph, I think. Not in the same sentence. But... Yeah. All right. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Um, but yeah, the I move. Yes. Uh, are you done? I am done. He's done. The movie that I saw was called Burning. 
uh, which won, I think the actress won Best Actress at Cannes. Uh-huh. Um, it's South Korean, and it has uh, the one guy from Walking Dead. Uh, what's, Andrew, his name? what's his name? Andrew Lincoln. Steven, Steven uh, Yen, I think. Oh, uh, he plays Michonne. Yeah, yeah, he's the he is the one, South or um. Oh no no South Korean. no he's the he's the guy who, uh, plays um. Uh, Louis. Spo- he's the one Asian guy. Yeah, he's the guy. Spoilers who From gets Walking his Dead. yeah who who dies. He gets yeah he gets his he, head he d- in. yeah he, he gets but now I mean honestly I think that was a great move for him because he's now doing movies like this and he was really good in the film. Um. The film itself was rather long. Uh, it was two and a half hours, and um, it was like it was interesting because it was like a mystery, but it was um, it was kind of like I, I couldn't really tell if it was uh, supposed to be like an abstract kind of like is it all in his head sort of movie or if it was supposed to be a um, like a more like matter of fact like just kind of like detective film. Yeah. It, I'm, what was burning? Oh, it was it. Okay, a, well, this is the, the the what was the plot? I mean, like, no, don't actually. I don't want to know. I'll watch it. Oh. Well, it's 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 long. As my only negative thing is, there's a lot of that could have been cut away. But tell uh, that to all the, the actors were good. The director was. There were some cool shots. Um, the director, he's directed. He directs like a movie once every eight years, and he's he started in like the nineties. His name is um, Chang Dong Lee. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, he hasn't really done anything that you would know of or I have known of. Um, but it's pretty low key. But it's getting some attention. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it or or not recommended i would say if you're going to see it i would like to know your opinion because i still don't really understand all right so you are undecided i am undecided as we typically are beautiful yeah well i am decided about mcgruber and blazing saddles you should go see it there you go do you have any movies that you're planning to see this week i am not no oh uh, i did get two uh you know what i lied I have two movies right here. I'll make the noise. Those are the movies. I got two movies that I want to see. I got Frank Capra's Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, which I think is going to be a great movie. I mean, here's the plot. A small-town poet, Gary Cooper, is declared insane when he tries to give away his two million inheritance to a nation's poor. Pretty cool, huh? Wow. Yeah. Um, famously, uh, redone, uh, by Adam Sandler, uh, called Mr. Deeds. Oh. Uh, great, horrible, and that movie probably really stinks. Actually, I started seeing it, it does stink. And then- Adam Sandler has some good stuff. Yeah. No. Um, Have, hold did on. you see his- <laughs> Hold on, I, I got one more movie I, I want to talk to you guys about. And this, I can't believe I haven't seen, just judging by the, uh. The, the people in it. The original 19... Uh, nine, it's a 1950 movie called The Lady Killers. 
mm-hmm. which was redone by the Coen brothers, uh, starring mm-hmm. Tom Hanks and some other people. <laughs> uh, it, this movie stars Alec Guinness, Peter Sellers, and Herbert Loam, who you oh. and I may know, Sam, as the curmudgeon chief ex- inspector from uh, the Pink Panther series, who tries to kill oh. um, Clouseau. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Pink Panther strikes again. Yes. But listen to this great uh, summary. Sir, Sir Alec Guinness gives one of his... Okay, blah, blah, blah. He's... Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I did blah, 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 because they were just about to go into it. Sir Alec Guinness gives one of his most unforgettable performances as Professor Marcus, the mastermind of a gang of vicious bank robbers who rent a room from an elderly widow, Mrs. Wilberforce. But when the dear old woman begins to meddle in their perfect crime, the crooks decide that she must be killed. Now, after a daring heist, a runaway parrot, and several cups of tea... Can the most diabolical criminals in London still manage to murder one sweet old lady? And it's directed by the guy who did Sweet Smell of Success. Huh. Alexander Mackendick. And then he immediately started... Uh, oh, I guess Alec Guinness did start Star Wars later. This was before Star Wars. Yeah, this is... But Way wouldn't before. it be great if he's like... He was with his buddies on set... And he's like, hey, guys, wouldn't it be great if there was, like, I don't know, a, a war in space? <laughs> and then he put, like, a towel over him. And it's like, whoo, look at me. <laughs> and a young George Lucas he, was on that set. <laughs> he puts on, like, really good Darth Maul makeup. <laughs> oh, he puts on Darth Maul makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, little known fact, Darth Maul was the very first Star Wars character. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning, Alec Guinness applies Darth Maul makeup to him, <laughs> and ho- hoping one day a studio would allow him to continue with the face. Yeah, band. he thought the Star Star Wars was him finally Green Lanting his Darth Maul yeah thing, but they just took that. It was actually supposed to be like someone who had a skin condition. Yeah, with horn. Yeah, he was supposed to be like this kind of elephant man guy. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is people would always try to beat him up, but he was really good with uh, like ninjutsu, mm-hmm. and so he would like twist, like he would take a broom pole and like do a spinning thing and beat they them. They eventually, up they eventually took this idea and made it Elephant Man by <laughs> David Lynch, but yeah. they took out the the skin condition that he had made. And I actually I read the original draft of Darth Maul's solo movie. Um, so he's like really beat up throughout the whole film. He falls in love. A doctor mm. loves him, and then one day he's walking home and he gets into a fight with a monk, and mm-hmm. <laughs> the monk chops him in half. <laughs> And, Man, yeah, it's just and they, they kept that for the original Star Wars or the the Phantom Menace. Yeah, it makes a lot being cut in half. It makes no sense in the movie because he just meets <laughs> this monk, and the monk's like, "Oh, you're ugly." <laughs> <laughs> and by this point, Darth Maul is like kind. He doesn't beat up people who make fun of him. He's like, "Good day, sir." He's like, "Uh," and then the monk is like, "Uh, uh, uh," and <laughs> chops him in he- half and goes, "Go to hell." <laughs> and then credits roll yeah. while the monk walks away. But actually, real quickly, 
I did see two documentaries as well. Okay. Both on Netflix. One called Film Worker, which is about this guy named Leon, who was basically the assistant to Stanley Kubrick, um, and gave up his life to work on. He was uh, one of the main actors in Barry Lyndon, and um, I'm he listening. gave up his life to work, like be an assistant on all of Stanley Kubrick's film. And it was a film kind of just about how, like he. Like Kubrick was extremely demanding, and like he he gave everything up. But was it worth it giving up your life to Stanley Kubrick? And then the other film that I watched. What was it? Actually, don't tell well, us. Well, I'm not gonna spoil. Yeah. Um, the other film was called uh, "They're Gonna Love Me When I'm Dead," which is the Orson Welles documentary about his last film. Oh, which is like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, is that it on was, Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah, <sighs> you should see it. I will. It, I, I actually didn't finish it. Um, Just like Orson Welles. Exactly. That's that's why I stopped. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's really fascinating because it he was trying to be like this was seventies and he was kind of banned from America for a while. Yeah. Um, and once seventies started happening, like all of these young filmmakers were just like, "Oh, Arsene Wells amazing! Like, let's bring him back and like bring him." So he was trying to be so they airlifted like him indie. Back. And it's also yeah, it, he was stuck in a hot tub, much like Taft. I'm um, stuck. But uh, so they lifted him with that the the tub let's really but, um, let's really quick do our our best orson welles impersonation hello carice uh, no wait that's wait. that's vincent oh wait Van Gogh. Hold on. Or, <laughs> um hello dude what the <laughs> you should buy also my i think it's interesting you should buy my peas Jackie. This is Orson Welles. I oh, that's good. Like some cups of tea. You can't. <sighs> I think that maybe I want to be a Buy movie star. Some. This, <laughs> this is not this. Orson Welles at all. <laughs> um, but apparently, also something that I thought it was kind of cool that the movie touched on is Orson Welles is really the first indie director. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because in America, at least, like he, like Orson Welles was pretty indie, he, and like none of his films really. That's why he kind of got banned in the '50s. Was like all of his films were indie, and they weren't like set to the studio now, standards. What, so. And actually, I'm really curious, and I'll uh, maybe I'll watch this tonight. But um, what was uh, John Huston involvement? Was he gonna direct the film? No, he was the main actor. Oh, he was the actor. Yeah, he was the main actor in it. And did they show um, good a good bit of the movie in the movie, the documentary? Yeah, yeah, they did. They show a lot of the film, and it's also kind of interesting because Peter Bogdanovich oh, was talk about a guy, the, the other actor. Yeah, well, you know what's funny? Peter uh, Bogdanovich, he, he's not a bad actor. If you've he's ever not, seen, no, yeah. he's really good. Like he, they had this guy named Peter Rich on. And then he had to leave, so they reshot everything with Peter Bogdanovich, which is why Peter Bogdanovich allowed uh, Orson Welles to live in his house until he died. Really? Yeah. I didn't know they that were th- shooting the film. What? In his house. Um, See, and I, I mean, I, I thought he just housed Orson Welles because he's like, this guy's cool. No, because they were shooting this film. Imagine, you know like, what? You can shoot in my house because you ran out of money, so. What a great, uh, not a great, but. Like Peter Bogdanovich, you know, so lucky. Grew up with Orson Welles, you know. He's like, yeah. this is the reason why I, everybody like in those times, this like Citizen Kane is the reason why I got into films. 
Mm-hmm. And then he gets to house Orson Welles as like his buddy, like his drinking buddy. It's sad though. It is sad. Like depending because like, like he just turned into a fat, sad, and like apparently, um, uh, what's his name, Sybil. Shepard wasn't allowed to to see him. What? Because <laughs> like Orson Welles was like so isolated and like he just didn't. I think that'd be such a sad way to like live. Well, yeah, his to, to have your idol live there and like seeing him turning to this fat, depressed man who's yeah. failing at making a movie. No, that's the thing. It's like, it's like I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to think of my own self as like whatever you know if like with when Sam I'm, Raimi. Yeah, like when I make it into the film business and Sam Raimi is like, I don't know, at a book signing. I'm like, Sam Raimi, you're so great. He's like, hey, can I live with you? <laughs> like, yeah, of course. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the, that Simpson episode where Stan Lee comes by uh, to the comic book guy and he just won't leave. <laughs> and comic book guy is... I don't remember that. It's, it's a funny episode. But uh, what was I going to say? I, I think that was like a lot of actors and directors from like the 30s, 40s, and 50s kind of just turned into like fat slobs. Like Marlon Brando, also. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a way, well, but not really. Okay, can you name another one? I was going to say Hitchcock, but he was just, he was he was already just fat. fat. He wasn't really a. <laughs> he started really off slob. fat. Actually, yeah. he may have gotten skinnier, maybe. Mm. But definitely Marlon Brando and Orson Welles both were like depressed fat older people do you think uh christian bale's gonna end up being really fat when he uh i hope so i hope i hope one day i hope i hope he gets a role in which he has to become like really fat and he actually is just like actually i like this more than acting it's just being fat just i love acting fat because i I love acting yeah and then he just accepts that he's a fat man now exactly christian bale you know he's doing a dick cheney movie vice which yeah. honestly looks amazing, mm-hmm. um, but um, he should just uh, sign on to a bunch of films where he can be that fat, like Orson Welles biopic. A and then he'll just Claus. keep on saying that he's doing method acting. Oh in yeah, reality. he just becomes fat. Yeah, he like goes on air. He has like a donut. And he's like, so why are you doing all fat people movies? Like, I'm. I want to get into the mind. Of, of a fat person. Of, yeah, and he's like, rah, 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 and, uh, <laughs> and he downs the donut like John Belushi. In, uh, he doesn't even swallow. He doesn't even he doesn't chew even it. Swallow. He's just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's like, and his last, oh, that would be so sad. And then, and then when he's like sixty, uh, he he takes on the role of like a Jack Lalanne, uh, that old man who's like the bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, fat Christian Bale, you should. <laughs> can you play this Jack Lane? He's like, I'll do it. <laughs> and in six months, he goes from four hundred pounds to like just pure man meat <laughs> of muscle. All right, on that on that note. <laughs>